It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Will Kane. I'm Dana Perino, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, October 6, 2023. I'm Ryan Schmelz. A group of Republican members of Congress want to make sure what happened to former Speaker Kevin McCarthy doesn't happen again. It was a you know nuclear-tipped warhead that you wanted fighter, uh, fired at one man, and you know you got your target. So now maybe you can move on to other tools of chaos. Other members are a little bit more principled than that. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. The motion to vacate was brought back to the House of Representatives this Congress. Under the current rules, any one member can bring up the motion and eventually have a vote to remove the Speaker of the House. Now, over 40 Republicans have signed a letter asking for, quote, fundamental changes to the structure of our majority. While it doesn't include specifics, many would like to see the motion to vacate reformed. We just need to figure out how to govern. We're speaking to South Dakota Congressman Dusty Johnson. And I think there is some sense that even with as gifted a leader as Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise are, that if we just put them back into the same terribly dysfunctional mess that Kevin McCarthy was in, not of Kevin McCarthy's making, I would note, but if we just change the name above the door, it's going to be the same clown car with a different driver. And so that brings us back to the motion to vacate, that you, you, can, you cannot empower one, one Republican to work with all of the Democrats to destabilize all of the momentum we have had in the House. Uh, frankly, it's not democratic. Uh, when you look at it, is it easy to remove a president? No, it's incredibly difficult, right? Is it easy to remove a Supreme Court justice? No, it's incredibly difficult. Is it easy to remove a governor? No, it's incredibly difficult. There are barriers to these kinds of emotional decisions that provide the kind of stability that our union, that our public needs. And so the motion to, the motion to vacate is something that we have got to address if we actually want to be big boys and big girls that are going to keep the momentum going on things like cutting spending and securing the border. Now, I do hear a lot that the motion to vacate was something that was removed under Speaker Pelosi. Um, do you still support having the motion to vacate? You just want stricter metrics for how it's used and who can use it and how often it can be used. I don't know that I would want to get rid of it. You can't imagine a scenario where a speaker is uh, just terrible, just that needs to be removed, has lost the confidence of his or her party and, and really shouldn't be leading them. I mean, a, a leader without followers is just a guy out for a walk. And I don't think you want a body that is unable to function in that way. So I'm OK with the motion to vacate concept. But I think you want to have a high enough barrier so that eight gadflies, eight chaos agents and the willful uh, Democratic Party doesn't, you know, put us into absolute chaos for two or three weeks. 
I mean, we've been making progress. We've cut two trillion dollars on spending uh, over the course of the next four to five years. We have passed into law things that are unlocking American energy and are improving welfare. We were making that kind of progress on the border. I mean, geez, we have Joe Biden announcing that he wants to build dozens of miles of border wall. Now we're winning this issue. Unfortunately, for the next two weeks, Republicans are in the House are going to be playing silly D.C. parlor games about leadership races rather than actually get stuff done. And when you talk about reforming it and keeping it around, what, what do you think would be that happy medium in your eyes? Well, I'm not married to a particular number. Uh, everybody in Washington, D.C. loves to have red lines. You know, they won't support this. They won't support that. Clearly, if you lost the, the confidence of a majority of your caucus or conference, it seems like you should probably be shown the door. But honestly, even if there's a large number, a large minority that are upset with you, say 40 or 50, it seems like you probably need to find another job. Uh, it, it should not escape any of our notice that 96% of the Republicans in the House voted to keep Kevin McCarthy as they knew how destabilizing this would be. Do you think this is possible to get this done? I, I, th- I think one thing that's interesting is that we do have a speaker's race going on. We've had some of the candidates say that, you know, they're not going to campaign on the motion to vacate, but they would listen to the conference if there's a majority who are criticizing it or, or want to see reforms like we're talking about. Is that going to be a deal breaker for you in terms of who you want as a speaker that they're going to be committed to these reforms? I have been counseling all of my colleagues to stop with the red lines. It's amazing to me how often in a one-hour period I will hear people deliver a contradictory red lines. Somebody will say, I will never vote for anybody who will ever let any Ukraine funding be in any package. Ten minutes later, I'll hear a different member say, I will never vote for anybody who would ever stop Ukraine funding from moving forward in a package. When we've only got 221 Republicans, minus one who's out on maternity leave, minus one who is out for some health concerns, you're dealing with 219 Republicans. If you get anything done, you need 218 of them if you're unwilling to go to the Democrats for votes. And so literally any two members right now can stop any progress. And I think the red lines, I've grown tiresome of them. That is not how adults run marriages or nonprofits or businesses. You've got to find some common ground. There's got to be some give and take. And so the motion to vacate is not a red line for me. We're speaking to Congressman Dusty Johnson about reforms to the Republican conference he'd like to see. More after this. Have you had conversations with those who were big pieces in putting this in and making this a part of the current congressional rules? Have you had conversations with them about reforming the motion of vacation? I have. With the eight who blew this whole thing up, who who sided with some of the most liberal Democrats in America to blow this whole thing up. Uh, It kind of depends what their motivation was. If you're Matt Gates and you just kind of wanted to watch the fireworks and bring down Kevin McCarthy, for whom you had a long uh, standing grudge, well, the motion to vacate has served its purpose. It was a you know nuclear tipped warhead that you wanted fired at one man, and you know you got your target. So now maybe you can move on to other tools of chaos. Other members are a little bit more principled than that, and I think they're a little more concerned about getting rid of the motion to vacate because I just think they, as an article of faith, they think that it's a tool they should have at their disposal. What kind of numbers do you look at? Obviously, we saw the, the names on the letter, but is this a coalition that could grow I, here? Yes. Well in excess of 90% of the members that I talk to are uncomfortable of the motion to vacate at one member. 
But the crazy thing is that 90% of the conference doesn't get you 218 votes. In fact, 96%, 97%. On Sundays, 98% doesn't get you to 218 votes. I had put together, developed with three members of the Freedom Caucus and two other conservatives, the six of us conservatives together, put together a stopgap funding measure a few weeks ago that would have put into place the most effective and most conservative border controls in American history. Uh, and it would have cut spending. And it was overwhelmingly welcomed by the conference and well in excess of 90 percent. And we still couldn't get the border secured uh, because we weren't at 100 percent. So it's going to be really hard to get the motion to vacate reformed. That doesn't mean that it, uh, it, it is a, a fight we should give up on. Can you talk a little bit about some of the fallout that has happened since this was used and pretty much ousted a Speaker of the House for the first time in American history. What kind of tension has this created? Obviously, we, we hear about the tension within the party and those who voted to remove Speaker McCarthy from that position. We hear a lot about the problems within the, the Problem Solvers Caucus and the Republicans and Democrats who are in that caucus. What kind of tension are we looking at in Congress right now in terms of what this has done? There's a mix of uh, anger, frustration, sadness. Most of us go to Washington because we actually want to get things done. We understand that America is the greatest country in the world, but we also understand that we have serious challenges and threats we have to address. We have to address. Inflation continues to be a problem. Some, you know, something like only 27% of American young people are, are physically and mentally capable of joining the armed services if they wanted to. We have fentanyl and behavioral health concerns that are, you know, dragging our country down. We have a Chinese Communist Party that every single day is actively working to destabilize our nation. You have Russia that spends hundreds of millions of dollars a year in spreading misinformation across social media networks, effectively getting Americans to hate one another, white versus black, poor versus rich, city versus country. Just we have all of these challenges. And when America is united, none of those things can beat us. And when we are divided and sniping at ourselves, we are doing Putin's and, and Xi Jinping's work for them. And so a lot of us want to get these things done. That is, you know, as you asked about how are things now, how are they really, really high? Because those of us who showed up to get things done, those of us who want to secure the southern border, who want to continue to cut spending, we cannot believe that these chaos agents are going to make it almost impossible to get any of that done, not for the next two weeks, but for the next 15 months. And I would tell you that I think we're weaker heading into the next election cycle than we would have been otherwise. None of that's an excuse. None of that means we need to quit working. We need to quit at some point. We really need to shift into problem-solving mode because America needs a sane and functional right-of-center party more than ever, and I'm going to do what I can to lead the renaissance. And speaking on problem-solving mode, do you think these wounds can be healed inside the Problem Solvers Caucus as well as within the Republican conference? Many of these wounds will never fully heal, but we can't use that as an excuse to not get our work done. Not every plumber at every job site gets along with one another. Not every physician at a hospital enjoys one another's company. Not every professor at a school thinks all of his or her colleagues are smart and funny. We got to be big boys and big girls. Uh, we've got some real work to do, and there will be some people that, honestly, I'm never going to look at the same way, 
but I'll work with anybody to do good things. And I hope my colleagues are mature enough to do the same. Congressman Dusty Johnson from the great state of South Dakota. Thank you for joining us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.